Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Influencer Breakdown Podcast. I just want to let you know about a giveaway that we're going to be doing on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Influencer Breakdown. If you'd like a chance to win one of five Starbucks gift cards, you can go over to our Facebook page and share our most recent post. And the only other requirement is that you subscribe to our podcast. Make sure that when you share our posts, your share settings are set to public so that we can see that you did that. And we will be picking five individual winners on our July 29th episode. And once again, uh, we are going to be releasing the following week's episode on our Patreon for all of our TIBP VIPs a week early. So this this episode that you're listening to right now was on our TIBP VIP Patreon group a week ago, and our next one will be up at the same time as this episode. And so if you want access to the episode a week early, go ahead and go to theinfluencerbreakdown.com and click on the button to join the uh, TIBP VIP group on Patreon, and you can get access early. Have you ever thought about what it takes to grow an impressive following on social media platforms like YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn? How about the effort and strategy behind turning that following into a source of income? Welcome to the Influencer Breakdown Podcast with your hosts, Dan Pinkard and Jake Potter Rivera. This is your place to hear from and learn about the people who have made it as influencers. Hey guys, welcome to the Influencer Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob. I am Dan. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about Shane Dawson and cancel culture, everything that's going on on the internet right now known as cancel culture. Uh, Real quick, I just wanted to say that if you're enjoying this podcast, you can go ahead and subscribe to it. You can also leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Both those things help us out so much. Yeah, all, do do oh. sorry to interrupt you. Do that to celebrate episode number 10. Yeah. It's exactly. a big one zero. Whoa! <laughs> Ten whole episodes. Wow. Um, also, if you guys want to receive our episodes one week early, some of you were able to listen to this episode, which is now released on all platforms a week ago on our Patreon. You can go to the influencerbreakdown.com and follow the link to become a TIBP VIP and get the full TIBP VIP experience. The experience. (laughs) So if you know who Shane Dawson is, if you know who we're talking about, then you understand that Shane Dawson is one of those YouTube OG creators. I mean, his current channel has over 22 million subscribers, which is a fastly dropping number because of the scenario (laughs) going. We don't say that that often on this podcast is that the number is actually going down on how many followers the people have. Um, but Shane Dawson, I mean, he's been around since we, since I was a kid. I remember watching him in middle school, the same time that we were all hitting up the Crank That Soldier Boy. We were also learning the Cotton Eye Joe and uh, watching <laughs> Shanene videos on YouTube, which is a, definitely a point of controversy that we're going to bring up today. But uh, I mean, Shane Dawson, there's so much to talk about. He's rebranded himself so many times. Um, he's he's kind of solidified himself as an all-time YouTube grandfather. Uh, but then currently with everything going on with cancel culture, uh, we see that, you know, maybe, uh, you know, that status is no longer viable to keep you alive on the platform long term when you've done so many crazy things like Shane Dawson. has. Yeah, he uh, out of anyone that I would think of that has been riddled with controversy for, for a long amount of time. I, there are some people who have had more, uh, I, I guess, more sudden, more significant controversy. It, it does happen. Like Logan Paul. Yeah, like Logan Paul, for example. <laughs> yeah. But somebody who has just consistently had controversy over a long period of time, whether that's just drama or they've actually done or said things that cause controversy, Shane Dawson, he's the yeah. he's the one that comes to mind. He's the YouTube drama mama. You know? <laughs> and I actually, you know what? I saw like a tweet of his recently that said like, I'm so done with the drama of the YouTube beauty community. I'm done with all this. I'm done with all that. And it's like, listen, Shane. No offense, but like you are part of the drama community on YouTube. Yeah. There's no way to get around it. Like that's part of your branding. Yeah. Um, you know, you do the whole conspiracy videos and the the you know life of Jeffrey Star videos and which, talking which, about let me just say the, the conspiracy theory videos I did enjoy. Those those were good. I genuinely want to go to a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. I want to go and I want to prove it for myself. I know. There's no way to disbelieve it. There's actually, on a side note, there's this whole new thing going on where Chuck E. Cheese has rebranded its kitchen as a separate uh, um, 
company and said that basically they sell pizza and and stuff on the side, not through the Chuck E. Cheese brand, but they sell it like on DoorDash as like a cloud kitchen. And there's a couple of videos online about it and kind of exposing it. But it's kind of crazy. Like Chuck E. Cheese is trying to also and I think that it has to do with everything going on with coronavirus, how how businesses aren't able to invite customers in, especially a business like Chuck E. Cheese, which is already disgusting. Um, they're not <laughs> able to invite people in to get the plague. So instead, what they have to do is they have to find a way. And who who's ever going to order out from Chuck E. Cheese? So they just like rebranded their kitchen. and They're trying to like shade everybody that that it's an actual restaurant going on. It's kind of a funny scenario. Look it up on YouTube if you're interested in that. And it's just convenient that uh, it probably gives them a good out for the the uh, negative publicity they got from Shane Dawson's conspiracy theory yeah. video <laughs> about their pizza. So yeah, yeah. that's convenient for them. Um, so anyway, so we got Shane Dawson, you know, he's, he's riddled with controversy. We've mentioned it multiple times. He's a drama mama on YouTube. Um, what are some of the things, Dan, that he's so known for that, that are why he's being canceled? Well, let's take a second and describe what cancel culture is if you want to do that. Yeah. So, so you probably already know this as, as a listener, but in today's society, it's just, it has become such a popular, um, and, and I want to say this, I, I, I don't want to come across like I am uh, saying this is always a bad thing, but it has become so popular. It's become so trendy to jump on a bandwagon of trying to quote unquote cancel or shut down or um, kind of remove somebody from uh, the Internet, from their fame um, because of things that they've done in the past. And so you, you see a remark that somebody made, a video of somebody uh, something that somebody posted online uh, 5, 10, 15, sometimes even decades ago. Um, and you you want to just completely tear their life apart because of that thing that they did. And so we'll get into this more um, a little bit later on in the, the episode. Uh, but I, I just want to say that we're not completely against it, but cancel culture is such a complicated beast. Um, so saying that, let's get into some of the stuff that Shane Dawson has done that has has brought him into this cancel culture environment where people are jumping on that bad bandwagon of canceling him. So, Jacob, you want to you want to jump into yeah, that? Sure. First, I'll say that, you know, as you said, like we don't completely agree or disagree with cancel culture. There's there are scenarios and I think maybe we'll outline one today where cancel culture seems fitting and then there's other times where you say, well, if you give people the power to cancel one person, then how far are they allowed to bring that and how far are they allowed to you know, use that power? But I mean, for example, when I was a kid, I used to watch Shanene videos which, of Shane Dawson on the school computer during school. Like there was no, you know, and then you look back and you look at these Shanene videos and basically Shane Dawson has just been riddled with controversy. I mean, he's known for for using blackface he's known for dropping the n-word and he's not you know he's not of any skin color other than caucasian he's white um he's known for you know in multiple interviews multiple scenarios videos making light of and justifying pedophilia um he's known for you know being just making crudely racist racist jokes um talking about children in super inappropriate ways. I mean, there's a couple of clips that we were able to pull up. And if you guys, if you're interested in seeing them, you can find a collection of them at uh, YouTube on at the H3 H3 podcast on YouTube or H3 podcast on YouTube. They have a good compilation of them where they talk about them. But I'm just going to say, like, listener, be warned. They're not something to take to make light of or to take in, you know, like it's nothing because it's serious and he makes sexual comments about animals. He's told stories from things that he's done in his past. I mean, all of it is just like very crude and maybe at the time these isolated events, that's something that's come, come up before is that maybe at the time these isolated, isolated events didn't seem individually horrible. But then when you start to compile them all and see who this person is, you start to realize like, oh gosh, this is like some nasty stuff. Yeah, and so like when I was watching the video that that Jacob just mentioned on the H3 podcast, I honestly felt um, kind of sick to my stomach just watching yeah, it. Yeah, uncomfortable, and, very uncomfortable. Yeah, very, very uncomfortable because it's so disgusting. And it kind of blows me away that he has gotten away for so long with saying things uh, and doing things that... Should he should have been canceled a long time ago, um, 
And so it's kind well, of jump straight to the point, Dan. Well, yeah, I guess I guess I'm jumping ahead of myself, but yeah. um, I'm I'm just making a point at how disgusted I was hearing about all of this stuff. Um, like some of the things that he one of one of the interviews that he was in where he was talking about um, about children in a certain way. He was talking about um, a specific child in a very very inappropriate way. And the interview, the person in the interview with him was specifically saying, whoa, wait, that's, that's weird. What are you like? Don't say that. Yeah. And and very, it was very obvious that she was uncomfortable and he just kept going with it. Even in, uh, even when there was a little bit of opposition, he kept going with the weird inappropriate comments. And so it's just, there's so much stuff, uh, just comments he made about, uh, uh, about tragedies about, um, like uh, Trayvon Martin, uh, and he just made comments. Uh, it, it was in a, in, a, in a video with somebody else on somebody else's YouTube channel made a joke in, in some weird game that they were playing on the, the YouTube video, and he made a comment about Trayvon Martin and uh, just things like that where it's uh, inappropriate towards children, inappropriate towards uh, like racist comments, uh, things that are just tragedies that he says inappropriate things about so many things in Shane Dawson's history that are just crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like, I think that the meat of this podcast is going to be me and you just talking about how we feel about cancel culture. And the reason that we bring up Shane Dawson, not only because it's super relevant right now, but also because, um, you know, he's kind of a, you know, just somebody that we can look at and say, like, this is the this is the value of cancel culture. And I know that it's weird because actually I have been a Shane Dawson fan on multiple occasions. Now, I, I don't particularly like have, you know, much experience with his racist content and with this and that, except the Shanene character, which I look back at and I go, wow, that was so racist. And I wish that somebody had said something then. Um, but but, you know, I've been a fan of some of his content and whatnot. And you as a fan, you want to sit there and say, oh, you know, that's just that was 15 years ago or that's Shane being Shane or that's, you know, he, he, he gets a pass on that because, you know, that's just his personality. That's his style of humor or comedy. But then you start to look at it all clumped up together and you start to really understand that, like, uh, this is kind of messed up. You know, I mean, a really quick recent example is is how he had made some way back when he had made some really crude remarks uh, or a crude video about uh, I whip my hair back and forth by Jada Smith, Jada mm-hmm. Smith, right? Is that or is it the, what's it? Willow Smith. That's her name. There we go. Um, and then that kind of got brought to light again uh, with this whole cancel culture thing going on. And the the Smith family, Jada and Jaden and Will and Willow, like basically as a collective group responded and said, like, this is not acceptable. This is disgusting. This was a a a kid at the time, like a 10 year or 12 year old or whatever at the time. And you're making this disgusting video and you know, we're done with your excuses. Like we no longer are going to listen to your excuses. We just want you out of this community, the YouTube community. And if you know anything about YouTube, you know that Will Smith is a YouTuber in a weird way. And we'll actually have a future (laughs) episode about that. Um, but ultimately like you recognize like people aren't putting up with this stuff anymore. And we live in a time where, where people are, are ready and willing to say like, Hey, yeah, you create fun content that people want to watch, but there's only an extent that that's going to get you accepted and tolerated in the world. And that bar is lowering as time goes on and the, the guidelines are becoming stricter. And Shane Dawson is absolutely at the forefront of it right now in terms of YouTube, you know, in the same way that Harvey Weinstein was in the was like basically the the mainstream the, media, yeah, the mainstream media like child of cancel culture. He was the example set forth everybody else of what the standard now is. This is exactly what Shane Dawson is becoming to the YouTube community and kind of to the online community as a whole. Yeah. And so we like to, I mean the, this podcast in general, we like to keep it pretty lighthearted and joking around about the people we talk about. I just want to make a very clear statement that we are all of the things that we've seen from Shane Dawson. It is disgusting. And, uh, I, I am, uh, and we'll get into, again, we'll get into the cancel culture aspect of it. Um, but it, it just is absolutely sickening that he has gotten away with so many comments for so long. And, uh, even if we're joking around at at all, at any point in this podcast, um, 
the the idea of what he has done and i've seen some other people in in other youtube videos joke around about him and all this to me it's not funny to me what he has done the things he said the way he's talked about children it is not funny in the slightest uh, it is absolutely disgusting and so um or i like i said before i jumped kind of jumped the gun but i am glad that he got canceled and we'll talk more about that but getting into kind of the aftermath of all of this when yeah, all this come happens. to yeah when all this came to a boiling point jacob do you want to kind of jump into all of the um response that the youtube community and, and just kind of the public in general has had yeah the repercussion of cancel culture i mean if you're if you're new to cancel culture you don't really understand what it is um basically when when you know the internet puts their mind together to cancel somebody for something that they did in the past or whatnot um, some of the consequences, you know, Shane Dawson has already, and this is just within like a week or two, has already lost over 600,000 subscribers. And that number is only growing. And, you know, like something like this podcast is something that's going to feed into that number. Now, obviously, we're not the biggest source um, for people to turn to, but uh, we will, you know, we have some listeners that will hear this and we'll go and unsubscribe to Shane Dawson, hopefully. And, and, and I think that it's well-deserved to lose that many and continue to lose some, please. <laughs> um, you know, YouTube has decided that, hey, this is just not going to be the person that we're going to support anymore. We're not going to support this kind of content. So they pulled monetization off of his entire channel, regardless of what the content was, regardless of when it was po posted. His entire channel has been demonetized. Um, Target has removed his books from their stores. Um, there's been a makeup line that's been removed, um, that he had alongside Jeffree Star. Yeah. So I, I just want to pause on that one real quick. So Morphe, uh, they, so if you know Shane Dawson, if you watched his videos, if you followed his channel, uh, you know that last, last year he had this very, very significant long buildup with Jeffree Star of releasing his line, uh, of his makeup line with Morphe and it was a co-branded Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson uh, deal where he was going to be getting a certain cut of the profits. Jeffree Star's company was going to be getting a certain uh, and Jeffree Star was helping him throughout this process. And it was this huge buildup and uh, they sold out. They crashed the online store. It was this huge thing where he got so much money from it. Uh, I don't know how much money, but that is huge. Uh, so I don't know all of the details surrounding it. But I saw articles that were saying that his all of a sudden his makeup line uh, disappeared from Morphe's online store. That yeah. is a very very significant hit financially to Shane Dawson. Yeah, that I mean, basically the internet as a collective, people that that use the internet as a collective have come to this conclusion that this kind of person, this kind of persona, personality on the internet is no longer tolerable, and. I mean, I can't I guess I can't disagree with it because you and I, we've talked about how we feel about cancel culture, how there's some pros, there's some cons. And then you look at a scenario like this with Shane Dawson and you and you look at in light of everything that's going on and whatnot, that like this is a scenario where like, hey, the Internet has come together and done something good um, because I mean, people who are people who are making light of pedophilia and and. and you know, sexualizing children and and being blatantly racist, or at least even if they're not blatantly hating of a race, they're at the very least, they're utilizing racism, not something to be joked about as a way to monetize comedy. And it's like, you know, you look at all these things together and it's disgusting, it's saddening, and, and but then you're thankful and hopeful that the internet is able to come together and say like, hey, this is no longer tolerated. We're going to put an end to this right now. Yeah, and so in some ways it's kind of funny because we are uh, jumping on the the bandwagon with this episode, kind of of the cancel culture. Where I mean, that's that's what cancel culture is. Somebody does something controversial, it comes to light, and people start posting on Facebook, posting on Instagram, making YouTube videos, making podcasts, all of this stuff where they are spreading the word of this person deserves to be canceled. This person deserves to yeah. be shut down. More and so, so they don't deserve the platform that they have. Yeah. That's yeah, what we mean by exactly. Canceled. They no longer deserve the platform that they have. Yeah. And, and so it's not like you're, you're canceling them as a person where, um, they, they are, uh, I don't know. It's not like everyone's going after them with them with like pitchforks, you know, Yeah. but it is basically saying that you have built this platform. You've built this financial, uh, stability 
through this online platform because your followers, because your subscribers are watching your content and they're supporting you. And so you're making money because people are loyal to you as a content creator and you no longer deserve their loyalty. You no longer deserve them watching your content. And so he's still going, I mean, one of the things with cancel culture is uh, depending on how you spin something, you can always turn some bad publicity into good publicity because you're, you're getting so much attention. So he's still going to get a lot of views. He's still going to get a lot of attention. It's just uh, people are, are going to, first of all, people are going to, companies are going to avoid working with him, uh, as we've seen with Morphe, Target, YouTube. And I'm sure that's just the start of it. I'm sure it's going to continue. If there are any other companies that are working with him, that's going to be, those are going to, they're going to look at pulling their products or, or keeping him out of their, their uh, uh, collaborations, stuff like that. And people, his viewers, who still might watch his videos for gossip and try to kind of see what's going on, they're going to stop buying his merch. They're going to stop uh, doing anything that gives him profits. Like, I think he went on tour at one point. People aren't going to want to go pay to see him, stuff like that. So it's not about like going after him with a pitchfork, but it is about saying you no longer deserve to make money off of us. Yeah, there's there's a big distinction between, you know, we're we're in a in a collection, we're sitting here and we're saying like, Hey, you know, Shane Dawson doesn't deserve to have this platform anymore, but we're not saying that Shane Dawson doesn't deserve to be a person anymore. It, it actually, I think that the ultimate goal of cancel culture is that people stop doing the things that they're doing and then they reflect on it. And obviously yeah. there's room for growth. There's a, there's a, a place where Shane Dawson can, can change who he is and can, and can learn from his mistakes. But then at the same time, we need to say like, Hey, thank you or, or we're happy that you've learned from your mistakes but we still you know at some point we've decided that you're no longer trustworthy to be a youtube content creator to be, to have a platform for yourself you've proven it time and time and with shane dawson and this is the difference too i just want to get into this that with some of the cancel culture that we disagree with well i can look at somebody like jenna marbles right Jenna Marbles has some things in the past that she's done some videos that she made some comments that were made in videos that like they're not they're not, you know, great comments to make. They're they're definitely some things that are controversial, but we're talking about the past. We're talking about somebody who's been reformed, you know, who's reformed from these things. Somebody who has grown, who wants wants to see a change and different. Somebody who wants to become, you know, an ally of Black Lives Matter. Somebody who wants to to you know end racism, discrimination, and hate, and wants to stand up for those causes. Well, man, if you judged me on some of the stupid things that I said in middle school and high school, well, then you know. I'm never going to make it anywhere in life. Yeah. And I think most people can say the same thing. Yeah. But, but if, if you give me the opportunity to grow and change and I prove myself in that, then I don't, you know, I don't necessarily deserve to be completely held to, to those things that I once said. And with Jenna Marbles, like, like she had some controversial things came up. She apologized. She was sincere. And, but then still she just felt that the weight was too big and decided that, you know, to kind of accept the fate of the canceling and stop posting YouTube videos. At least that was, we looked at her channel today and she had taken down that, that response video. So I'm not sure what's going on anymore, but that was what we were in the understanding of a few weeks ago when this all happened. Um, and now I look at it and I'm like, man, Jenna marbles, like she doesn't, you know, having somebody who can grow, that's actually, that's actually a good, a good example because what that does is, is, you know, having somebody who made some bad controversial decisions and decisions in the past, you have brought that up to them. They have learned from it, gleaned from it, grown from it. And now they are a different person. Not only are they an advocate for the change, but they're also a prime example to people to not live in fear of their past, but instead to grow and reform and change their opinion and actually advance with society as we advance. You know, as we realize that racism needs more, there needs to be put more effort into ending racism, you can look back and you can say, I need to not only apologize for my past, but I need to go much further in the future to ending this problem that I was once deceived by. Yeah. You know? And so, so somebody like Jenna Marbles, that, that could actually be a good scenario, but instead the internet as a whole just chooses to cancel her and doesn't really give her a chance to make up for those things and to become an example for the right side of history. Um, so that's somebody where it's like cancel culture becomes really like, oh, like I don't want I don't want everybody who's ever said something stupid to be canceled, mm -hmm. you know, 
But then at the same time, I want those people who are repeat offenders who show no remorse or even if they have shown remorse, do something in the future that shows that they actually haven't grown from it. I want those people out, you know, at the same time. And I think that there is a big difference, too, between uh, things that have been done in the past and things that are done in the future. So, for example, um, if if somebody like uh, Jenna, if she Jenna Marbles, if she did something a month from now that was similar to what she had done five, five years ago, whatever it was, you know, I don't, I don't know all of the details surrounding her, but if she does something in the future that shows that she is, uh, currently not, uh, we, we talk about influencers. Everyone who has a social media platform is an influencer. They are influencing people. People are looking up to them. And so if somebody shows that they are currently not of high enough quality in their character, to, to be positively influencing people, then yes, they should be canceled. You know, they, it, and I'm all for second chances, but so it depends on how severe the, the thing that they say, the thing that they do is. Um, but looking back 15 years ago is a whole nother story because people do grow over time. Everyone is learning and growing as a person, uh, some people in the wrong way, um, mm-hmm. but you can't just, and again, this does depend on the severity because we were we Jacob and I were talking earlier about Logan Paul. Like for him, he, he did something crazy. If you know anything about Logan Paul, he did something crazy a few years ago, and uh, it's kind of ironic because we saw a video of him talking about Shane Dawson, and he was saying, uh, "Well, I learned from my mistake of a few years ago, and I've grown to be a bigger person. I am more of an adult now." Um, but he was saying that Shane Dawson hasn't. And so it's different with Shane Dawson. And so we, we just thought that was kind of ironic because Logan Paul, like it was a very serious, crazy thing that he did. And so that one, it's going to take a lot more time before you start to say that it's okay for Shane Dawson to have a platform, you know, or I mean, Logan Paul to have a platform. Um, but all that to say, it is a whole different thing looking back at the history of somebody and looking to the future of somebody. Your expectations are the versus the for the future versus the uh, judgment of their past. Yeah, and we would like to say, you know, somebody like Shane Dawson. I mean, yeah, a lot of the offenses that are being brought up are in the past, but. I mean, there's multiple things that you can consider. One is that, first of all, I mean, the Jeffrey Star scenarios, you know, I mean, I don't I'm not I'm not super no like I don't know super a lot about Jeffree Star. But what I do know is that, you know, people have claimed him to be a racist and and, you know, don't really, you know, waver much on that. And I think that something is like when those accusations are against you, not that there's always backing behind it, but there's got to be something that brought them forth that needs to be considered. And with Shane Dawson, I think that that he's just he's proven himself to 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 feed off of this community, the drama community, the controversy community. I mean, he and this the his past, like he may feel remorseful about it, but I think that up until so long ago, he was still monetizing all those videos and whatnot. And it's like you see, like, hey, I don't think that you actually have grown from it. And then also you need to consider like you know, Shane Dawson, you're talking 10 years ago, the dude's still 21 years old. He's still a full-fledged adult making these videos, making these yeah. decisions. There's not, it's, it, there's a little bit more of an excuse if you're talking about like, oh, a 15 year old made a poor decision, a poor uneducated decision and posted it online as for, oh, a 21 year old decided to make a career off of racism and hate. Yeah. You know, and, and, and crude comedy that's totally beyond all boundaries. I mean, some of the jokes about, you know, child pornography and pedophiles and stuff like that. It's like you're making light of things that ruin people's lives. I mean, that's so disgusting and, and, and horrific. And I think that you need to understand, like when a company like YouTube starts to back somebody getting canceled, as they have done with Shane Dawson, then what you need to realize is like it's kind of the end of the line. You know, mm-hmm. that's them putting their foot down like, hey, we can't take back the money that you've made from our platform. And we can't take back the success that you've had, but we can stop you from growing in that. And we can stop your your brand, your style, your personality, the things that you want to put up from being put up on our platform. We can say that we don't tolerate that anymore. And that's where that's that's kind of where it's like so obvious with Shane Dawson that like, hey, you know, somebody needed a reality check, give him a reality check. And he needed, you know, an opportunity to just and hopefully he grows from this. Honestly, hopefully he does grow from being canceled um, and hopefully, honestly, I do hope that this platform doesn't stick around. I hope that he's not able to like bounce back from this on YouTube, but instead that even like the right thing to do would probably be to say like, Hey, I'm going to just 
retire from YouTube and I'm going to self-reflect and hopefully I'll grow as a person, but this is no longer the life for me. That yeah. would be, that would be a really good response to this. And honestly, I mean, he, he did make a video apologizing and I watched, I watched a good portion of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, sometimes you just can't make it through the whole thing yeah. when something is kind of cringy, but I watched part of the video and his apology sounded sincere. It sounded very like the words were very uh, emotional and he was very apologetic, didn't try to make excuses. However, there's something that he said in the in the apology video that I think is interesting uh, given his approach. And he said that he probably should have lost his career on YouTube years ago when he did all when he did a lot of these these things said a lot of these things he said he probably should have lost his career so looking at that he's saying that he he agrees he should have lost his career he said probably so he wasn't saying it definitively but he was admitting to that and so now what does he do keep making videos keep profiting off of the the audience that he's built over those during that time when he was doing those doing those things when he was saying all those things and he still makes comments that you can tell he does not um, he doesn't always make the best decision so it's not like it was all completely 100% in the past um, but this audience that he's built over all of these years is he still going to be trying to profit off of that even though he's admitted that he should have lost his career and that's kind of where it's like, is it really sincere or are you just trying to do damage control? You know? Yeah. I mean, in my mind, sincerity is followed by actions. You know, an apology needs to be followed through with actions. And I mean, obviously, I think that most obvious to me and most reasonable to me is that he just retires from YouTube. I don't think... I don't want to have remorse towards that because he's still a millionaire. Like it's not like he's it's not like he's losing all his livelihood. It's not like he has to completely give up his life simply to retire from YouTube. It's like, dude, take a back seat, you know, reflect on your life, make better choices, in a few years come back as as an advocate for change, but not on YouTube. Like that's not that's not your platform anymore. That's not where people want to see you anymore. And and you've proven yourself irresponsible on that platform. And this is like, I, I don't know, I'm still kind of torn about this whole cancel culture thing because we're talking so, so much about Shane Dawson that it just reminds me that like there is a place for cancel culture. There's a place for that community, for people to come together and put an end to these things. Um, but then, you know me, like in the past, I've been very outspoken that I don't think that cancel culture is the best thing. And in a lot of scenarios, I'm weary of cancel culture. And now it's like, man, what, what what's my decision now? Because it's 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 doing something so good right now for a good cause. I'm thankful that I don't have to live in a world where I have to fear that my kids could stumble upon an old Shane Dawson video or a clip and hear that kind of mentality and think that that's something that they could learn from or whatever or, or follow after. Look up to whatever you want to call. I'm thankful that I live in a world where that doesn't exist. You know, I can think of some other creators that have recently been canceled or are somewhat being hit with this with this cancel culture um, wave going on. Um, iDubbbz is a really good example. I know you don't know iDubbbz, but super controversial. I mean, very racist content. Very, And I, I know a lot of people will shrug it off. It's like, oh, it's just the most crude form of comedy, and it's only for a select few. I mean, I would argue that the select few shouldn't be on YouTube. That's not the place to have it. YouTube is a free platform that everybody can watch and listen and enjoy content. Therefore, it needs to be treated as that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so... So with, you know, with this whole cancel culture thing, I see some things out of it right now that I'm that I'm thankful for. I've seen some things out of the past that I'm not thankful for and that I think that, you know, sometimes it goes too far. And I'm just wondering, like, where's the line? You know, where do we draw the line? What do we what do we expect from this in the future is is canceling Shane Dawson successfully, who is probably I would argue one of the biggest YouTube or Internet creators to be canceled is canceling him successfully going to draw a new wave of, hey, we can cancel whomever we want to for whatever we want to. Yeah. And that's the thing is there there are like you said, there are some good situations where cancel culture, it, it's public accountability for for your actions. And so it's good because you want people to be held accountable if they have influence over the public, potentially over, like you said, like your your future kids you want those people to be held accountable to some degree because it's not like they're working for a company where that company is holding them accountable. You know, they're, they're working for the public in, in being a social media influencer. And so the public is the one, the, the, uh, the entity that has to hold them accountable. 
And so there is some way, some there is in an essence, there is uh, some good to it. However, there are so many, so many things about cancel culture that can be really risky. And and really, one of the one of the things that I want to highlight is that cancel culture can create so, uh, a situation where people are terrible be uh, behind the camera, but when they're in front of the camera, they are very. Uh, they're very fake and very positive and very uh, so they're they're avoiding that cancel culture, but they're really toxic behind the camera. And that's the thing. When you're creating videos, you have full control over that. You have full control over editing to make yourself look good and not letting people know the real you. But the real you is still there. And so one of the one of the dangers is the more the more that you make people with cancel culture, the more that you make people walk on eggshells, the more they're just gonna hide their true selves. And you can argue whether that's a good thing or a bad thing because they're keeping that toxicity off of the internet. However, you're still you're still uh, promoting and benefiting somebody who might be a toxic person if they're if they're just being careful what they show to you online. You know. Yeah, I've had this conversation with some friends um, beforehand, but there's a creator, uh, Brooke Houts, and she's she doesn't have a YouTube anymore. I, I'm not sure exactly. Last time that I checked, she had like some other page going on, but basically, you know, she was a YouTube creator, you know, kind of part of this whole, like, you know, solo girl, YouTube channel trend, um, you know, with the vibes and whatnot. I don't know, but she was creating a video, you know, videos and she wasn't growing too much. Then she got a dog, a pet, I think a Doberman. And then she started growing really fast because her dog was kind of the central theme of her videos. And she put her dog in every video. Um, but in one, one instance, she accidentally uploaded a video that was unedited, the unedited version. And basically she was hitting, kicking, yelling, spitting on her dog because it was misbehaving. It was a puppy, right? And it wasn't trained at all. So it wasn't really misbehaving. It was just trying to have fun. And, and it wasn't, you know, doing exactly what she wanted, which obviously it's an animal. You can't expect everything out of an animal and YouTube successfully, you know, the culture successfully canceled her. That's an example of, you know, would you hide everything behind the camera it, does it become okay if you're hiding everything behind the camera? Should we curate a a culture where people are so afraid of 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 the truth that they just hide everything behind the camera? And then when it does come out, if it does, you know, for every Brooke Houts, there's a dozen people that it, they haven't been exposed yet. Yeah, you know, she just accidentally did that. But if that had never happened, if she had never accidentally uh, posted that video, she would be in such a different spot right now. Now, she's tried to come back on multiple occasions, not only on her personal channel has she tried to come back and just keep filming again, and she just receives like an unbelievable amount of hate, but she's also um, tried to create a, a different channel. I'm going to look it up really quickly. It's called Brooke and Teal. It's with her, with her I don't know if, they're, if it's her boyfriend or her fiance or whatnot, but she's tried that too, and they, they almost like make light of, I've watched some of the videos, they almost make light of the scenario where she hit her dog and everything and they kind of make it a joke and this and that. But basically what, what I believe in that scenario is like, listen, Linda, you know, Brooke, like you, you had a channel, you had a little bit of success. You had a few hundred thousand subscribers. Your channel was growing. You made a critical mistake, which, which by the way, the critical mistake was not uploading the video. The critical mistake was treating your dog that way. And so you made a critical mistake. The internet found out and, and you were rightfully canceled for your bad actions. And now it's like, hey, it's time for you to get off the internet. Having a having a career on the internet, that's a privilege, not not a right. And so for her, like she has no right to just, you know, I mean, she, obviously she has every right to come back and post as much as she wants, but she needs to accept that there's not a fan base for her anymore. Yeah. And that's you, a scenario like you, like you were sharing, like there's a fear that like, hey, we could create a culture where people just hide everything behind the camera which is by the way if you've ever made youtube videos on a regular basis it's so easy a little bit of editing and being able to press start and stop on a camera when you want to you can show people a totally different per like personality than what you actually have and and that is a scenario that is something to genuinely fear about yeah and obviously that's already kind of the situation people already are doing that where where their life online is very very different than their life in reality, in person, if you knew them one-on-one. -on -one. But like we're saying, it's just the, the cancel culture might uh, propagate that where it's where it is becoming more prevalent, where people are 
uh, just trying to hide every little aspect of their life that could cause them to get canceled. And the more that we cancel people because of little things, not big things like Shane Dawson, who deserves to be canceled, but little things, the more that we might be creating that environment. And so that's just one one of the things that, I mean, there, there are some other problems too with cancel culture, and we'll keep talking about our, our issues with it in general. Um, but that's one of my fears for this, this culture. Another one is that we, uh, we just blindly accept some accusations against somebody. If somebody has some sort of, some level of fame, if they have some level of uh, influence online, or even not online, if they're the CEO of a company or something along those lines, if there is an accusation against them, it has become a, uh, it has become commonplace. Commonplace, yeah, and, and expected that if there is an accusation, you will try to cancel them. Yeah. Not you will try to prove whether that accusation is right or wrong, but you will try to cancel them. And that's a genuine fear because we've seen it. I mean, there's there's multiple scenarios where where you know people who are, who are claiming abuse or sexual assault or whatever have come up against other people. And actually, most recently, I was watching a little like internet news clip about. And I know this is kind of weird because it's a different world, but it's the gaming world about a Call of Duty player who it was basically said like, "Hey, this person's scummy because they flirted with a." with with a girl who already had a boy who like had a known boyfriend or something like that and basically like their entire their entire team that they played for dropped their contract and everything and i was like okay well i'm not saying that that's the 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 most ethical or moral thing to do is to flirt with a girl who has a boyfriend but that's not illegal in any way that's not like that's not like you know i mean if if he was trying to make advances and she kept on denying him and he just kept forcing that like that's different right that's that's sexual harassment and assault mm-hmm. but it's different if you just like you know if you try to slide into somebody's dms and even if they play along with it or whatever and, and it's just like the conversation is a little bit you know less appropriate than it should be or whatever but that's not cancel worthy that's not the reason that someone should lose their career because that doesn't really affect who they are as a person that just says that, Hey, don't, don't let your girlfriend around this guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's not cancel worthy. And that's a scenario where like, we're willing to just accept the idea of canceling everybody for anything. And often it's, even if it's just an accusation, like, Hey, anytime that somebody gets accused of something and it comes to the, it comes to like mainstream limelight, like we expect YouTube to demonetize them right away. Or Mm -hmm. we expect Twitter to ban their account right away. Or we expect whatever company they're branded with to drop their sponsorship right away. It's like, we don't want to live in that world either because that's a world of chains. That's a world of walls. It's not a world of freedom to create and do what you please. That's a world where like the bigger your fame is, the more fear you have to constantly lose it. When, when in most scenarios, the more effort that you put into building a platform, the more solidified it is and the harder it is to lose it we're going to create a scenario where hey the bigger the platform you make the more chances you have to just to just get it ripped from you right away even if there's not truth to back it all and the more clout somebody can steal from you by by creating an accusation against you so uh we've we've talked about this we've mentioned it a couple times in the past how the, the whole drama between james charles and uh uh, what's her name? Tati we just, Westbrook. Yeah, right? Tati Westbrook. Yeah. How how there was that uh, accusation from Tati towards James and, and then and Jeffrey Star sided with Tati Westbrook and, and this huge controversy thing in the the beauty community where Tati Westbrook gained millions of subscribers and James Charles lost a, a ton. I don't remember how much, but uh, and so this this accusation came out, but then James Charles came back with a video with receipts and and kind of counter countered the accusations but what what ended up uh, it ended up looking as if tati westbrook was trying to gain clout from from just sending this accusation towards james charles and that's just one of those things that that uh there there could be a fake accusation that somebody makes because the more that people believe that accusation the more people are going to promote and um lift up the person making the accusation and so that's just one of those risks. Like, I don't at all want to discredit the fact that some accusations are real and we need to find out if those are true. And it takes bravery for victims to come forward. Like, yeah. we don't want to we don't want to say that that's not true. 
But we need to make sure that on the internet, we still hold by the standard of innocent until proven guilty, because we can't just go around and accept every wild accusation, especially because clout chasing is what you're talking about is such a common thing to do where you think like, hey, if I just throw out an accusation against this super big person, even if it's not proven, even if it's dismissed, even if it just fades away, I can just I can just make a little bit of money off of it or, or create a sustainable platform which by the way like tati westbrook like she has created a youtube channel for herself that regardless of whether she was proven right or wrong she has created that and like james charles and i watched an interview or saw saw a video where james charles was like or not a video a tweet i think where james charles was, was like listen take it from me like you can't just throw out accusations because james charles has been accused of being a pedophile for the longest time there's no proof to it whatsoever and people almost say it as like a joke but he has literally talked about how it like somewhat ruins his life and his and his career and his success because it comes with this negative weight where he has to fight off these accusations that mean nothing and that, that actually have no backing behind them. And, and for so many people, like they just blindly believe them. And it's sad to think that that's a real thing, that somebody who has done well suffers because of their success because other people don't care about it. So, you, so there's a there's a back and forth with cancel culture. Like we need to accept that it takes it takes bravery for victims to come forward. But we also need to accept that you can't just believe every little thing that's put up. Any anonymous tweet, any anything that's just brought forward can't just be accepted wholeheartedly for no good reason against everybody simply because we live in a world where people can be canceled. Yeah, and that's such a hard balance because there can be an accusation against somebody where the the accuser, the, the victim, let's just say, um, they might be telling the truth and might not have the evidence to prove it. That happens every day where there is somebody is a victim of some sort of uh, abuse or whatever it might be and they they can't prove it there's no there's no uh, videotape there's no receipts there's no screenshots that can prove it but they're 100% telling the truth and it takes so much bravery for them to come forward but then again there are also people who fake stuff and so you can't you can't jump on the extreme of either side of discounting uh, or discrediting somebody just because they don't have proof and you also can't jump on the extreme of uh, canceling somebody just because there's an accusation. There has to be a balance of being willing to believe somebody and say, um, thank you for coming forward, but also saying, I need some sort of proof before believing that this person is who they're accused of being. And so it's it's a hard balance, but I think we're I, th I think our society is going too far in the, the just automatically assume somebody is guilty. Yeah, I think with every wave of cancel culture, and then we've seen a few waves of cancel culture on the internet in the past couple of years. With every wave, there's like this new, like, oh, one big, one or two big creators gets canceled, rightfully so. Um, but then, of course, following that is this huge wave of like, oh, every everybody should get an accusation against them, kind of thing. I don't even know what it is exactly, but, uh, but you know what I gotta say about that is that you know there's there's definitely a balance that needs to be found, and, and we can take it too far. And, you know, the Internet needs to know how to how to manage their their power correctly. And I know that's kind of a weird thing to say because the Internet's actually just a collection of all of us. Um, but we, we as as people need to understand, like, hey, for every time that somebody tweets an anonymous tweet about an accusation against somebody, every time that you, you know, like or share that tweet, well, you are giving that person weight behind an accusation that has that, that, that should need needs more investigation, needs more discovering. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying with like innocent until proven guilty. That's why our our justice system is that way in the U.S., because we want to take the time to make sure that like, hey, we're not just ruining someone's life, accusing them for no good reason, simply because we're believing we're giving a benefit of the doubt. And I know that some people will be extremists and say, hey, you should give the benefit of the doubt to anybody who's accusing. But I, I, I somewhat disagree with that in the sense where you're right. There's so much bravery. You don't want to just dismiss people because they don't have proof because not having proof doesn't mean it's not real. But at the same time, there's so much ease in creating an anonymous Twitter profile. And I say that because I'm pretty sure that in a recent cancel culture event, there was a lot of anonymous tweets shared about things and I was like man it's so easy to just create an anonymous Twitter profile and to just throw up a tweet and tag the right people and hope that it catches a wave you know mm -hmm. and it's like there's that's not to me 
that part isn't isn't defined under the bravery, you know, and I'm not saying that you need to put a face to the victim for it to be considered bravery. That's not what I'm saying, because obviously I understand that there, you know, a victim doesn't need to be become famous over something or doesn't need need to be seen in the limelight. Some people want their privacy still. And I respect that. Um, but I'm just saying that there's there's some kind of unknown balance that needs to be found between all of these things. We need to understand that that some accusations can't just be accepted but that also when there is a new accusation, we do need to take it serious. Yeah. And, and I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I have the answer for where that balance should be. Uh, but like we're saying, it's just when you go too far in either direction, it can be very dangerous. And we don't need, we don't need uh, proof beyond a shadow of a doubt online before we cancel somebody, you know, like in our justice system, there is, there is an element where you need to have proof beyond a shadow of a doubt to say that somebody is guilty before punishing them for that crime. And so for, uh, for example, like having a unanimous jury decision in, in a trial, um, you don't need that in cancel culture necessarily, because there, there can be enough proof where you're like, you know what, I know that this is true. Even if due process wasn't followed, like in the justice system, you, you can know that something, it really does seem like this is true. And so I'm not going to support this content creator because I'm pretty sure this is true. However, you shouldn't just assume it's true when there's no reason to back that up. Yeah. And that's kind of the the difference here. Yeah, we need to always keep in mind that, hey, canceling somebody is not convicting them and it's not sending them to jail. It's not ruining their life. It's simply taking away a platform that they have online I mean, anybody who's canceled is welcome to go and get a job in any other, you know, business industry, whatever that they'd like to. And, and, you know, again, we always want people to grow from the stupid decisions that they make. Um, but obviously like, you know, the internet has the right to say as in the same way that, that as you know, internet users, we have the right to say that we want somebody to grow. We have the right to say that we no longer think that somebody deserves this platform and we can take it away from them. And that's, that's kind of what cancel culture is. Um, that's all that we really have time for today. And I hope that we got a good conversation in about the state of cancel culture, some of the, some of the fears that come alongside cancel culture, along with some of the pros of cancel culture. Like we've said, I mean, there's people that we can look at on both sides that have been wrongfully canceled, but then there's other times where people like Shane Dawson are finally getting what, what has honestly been due a long time for, for his channel, because he, he just doesn't, you know, he doesn't handle it well. He doesn't deserve it. And the kind of person he is, he needs some time to reflect and grow that doesn't involve him being on the internet, being an influencer and having a platform to influence other people with him, with his personality. Yeah. And so if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that once again, you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening. Uh, we're really glad that you are enjoying the podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode and make sure if you want to listen to next week's episode a week early to go on our Patreon and become a TIBP Oh, I finally messed it up. That's the first time. T-I-B-P-V-I-P. Hadn't messed it up until now. Um, Uh, Go ahead and and subscribe on our our Patreon to listen a week early. So you can go to theinfluencerbreakdown.com and follow the link to do that. And share it with your friends. We're really glad that you are listening. And uh, hope again, hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Also, don't forget about our giveaway. You can go to our Facebook our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the influencer breakdown. And if you share that, most recent post and subscribe to our podcast, you become eligible to win a Starbucks gift card. Mm-hmm.